space, what the space series is all about. And I guess today is also, again, a um, pretty sad day in the world uh, with the war between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, so <laughs> I hope we'll still be able to keep the, the conversation here today on point, but it's, I think, impossible to talk about, uh, I guess, crypto and working in this industry and not to talk about world affairs, because I guess, and uh, I strongly believe that, you know, working in this industry is, is, a lot, is, a, is a lot about bringing balance to the world and not letting uh, bad forces overtake and uh, excess, excessive power. Um, I was. I remember when you when you guys were jumping us on a, on a call. Uh, I think one of your teammates. I think it was John uh, Chong. He was asking me this question about, you know, how uh, you know the situation might affect crypto and uh, work in this industry. So maybe maybe we will touch on this topic <laughs> as well a little bit mm-hmm. if you guys are open to uh, provide some commentary uh, and importance of crypto in this context. Uh, but yeah, um, back to the normal uh, part of it. Like every week, we we do interviews with companies in crypto space who are hiring and who's been building in the space, and uh, we ask them questions around you know culture, around how do they hire so far, how are they hiring right now, um, how they operate. And uh, yeah, today we have a DX. Uh, it used to be called DX Sale. I guess you guys are rebranding right now. Uh, and I think the interesting part about you guys is that in addition to being like a um, IDO Launchpad on, on BSC, on Binance Smart Chain, uh, and I guess on a few other chains, uh, you're also a full Anon team. And I think we, over the time, uh, over the past several weeks, we had a lot of questions from the community about, you know, um, Anons in the space and what it's like to be an Anon and like how to go about getting a job, etc. So we'll, we'll be covering, or I'm looking forward to covering all these questions with you guys and uh, really excited. Um, so we have Hash. I think Louis tried joining and I think he dropped out again. But yeah, Hash, uh, please welcome. Uh, welcome <laughs> to the community. Thanks for uh, joining. Uh, could you please like intro yourself and the team and the project? Uh, how did you guys get started and uh, your current team size? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you for having me, Ramin. And uh, hello, everyone. And uh, you know, wherever you are uh, from the world, uh, like you said, it is a very tragic uh, day. Uh, and, but, uh, you know, let's, uh, let me give you guys a brief about ourselves. We are a project that launched in 2019 and, uh, we are a bunch of software engineers who are very passionate about cryptocurrency and, uh, what, uh, benefits, uh, it can provide, um, just on a global scale. And we basically started off uh, by building out a, a decentralized launchpad that solves the problem of scams. Uh, when we started, we did this by utilizing smart contracts to automatically like create liquidity and basically providing that liquidity automatically through to a decentralized exchange, which uh, which created a seamless process and basically provided a high uh, user experience for anyone who's looking to start in crypto. So our application basically made it very easy to uh, create your own token and launch your own token on our IDO without any coding required. You just have to fill out a form. So we made it very easy and because of that, we got a lot of success uh, through that. And it's been almost uh, two years um now and uh, we're expanding and uh, this is why we 
utilize one of the best places to hire, you know, uh, or find the best talents is crypto job list. So, so yeah, that's, that's where we are in our stages at the moment. Uh, Robin, I'll let you ask more questions about that. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Thanks for the, thanks for uh, your kind words about crypto job list, but uh, uh, yeah. And uh, congrats on the current success. So yeah, I just wanted to clarify, like you, the people able to basically just log in with their MetaMask, Launch and you is it ERC twenty that you guys helping people launch or is it yeah, oh, we, sorry is it BS? We, we support over eleven uh, blockchains. Uh, you know we're like a tech first minded group. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we we have support for Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain, Polygon, Avax, Phantom, almost all of the EVMs we support. So if you're mm-hmm. interested in a specific uh, blockchain. And you want to mint a token, you don't know how, you don't know any coding, then, you know, we're probably the best place to do that. And it's practically free almost uh, to actually awesome. mint the token. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And, uh, and like once someone mints a token, they basically like, they can set up their like own to- tokenomics, the supply, yeah. the issuance rates. Um, is that so? Yeah, 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 exactly. And, you know, the cool thing is uh, we're trying to, make crypto less of a scammy place and that's kind of why we started um, the project itself so aside from the tokenomics of how much you're looking to raise what is the soft cap hard cap minimum contribution maximum contribution uh, it's also about uh, you know how much liquidity are you locking to provide that assurance to your investors Uh, and all of this is backed by smart contract so uh, you know, uh, so the con- contributors in the space uh, have some reassurance, right? Uh, and they, they know that the person is uh, serious about their project. So we do a lot of little, little things to ensure that, uh, you know, the quality is very high for these ideals. Mm-hmm. Okay, understood. Uh, okay, and so like at the moment, how many people, how many people are you guys in the, in the team? What's the scale? Yeah, we we have about uh, twenty uh, people. I mean, including community moder- uh, moderators. Uh, the way we structure our team is we have a development team, uh, one that's kind of focused on keeping the product more enhanced, and the other team is more R and D now. Uh, so we have two teams, uh, two development teams, and uh, one team that we call kind of business uh, team overall, which has our marketing team. Uh, our creative team and uh, and basically our SMM and uh, community monitor m- moderators team. So mm-hmm. you're looking at about uh, six squads, mini squads with like uh, uh, two to three people within each. Um, so you have about twelve to fifteen people at the moment. Oh, that's that's actually quite 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 quite. Quite, quite big and quite serious operation there. Is like everyone and on or uh, not everyone's on? So that's that's an interesting question. Um, we're anon to the public, but we work very closely with uh, a lot of the blockchains um, because we try to help grow their token ecosystem. So in order to provide reassurance to these blockchain. Uh, Groups were actually docs developers in that sense, so mm-hmm. um, like some some folks know our identity, and then uh, same goes with our employees. 
uh, we do know them through a third party uh, KYC either or uh, or uh, some of them we just are just an anon uh, like mm -hmm. community members but it depends on this on the sensitivity of the role that we determine which uh, which approach we would like to, we would take basically I understood yeah this is this is a uh, very interesting uh, I think mean, I think I'll, because being an anon is especially a full anon team so far we everyone we interviewed are mainly like doxed from day mm -hmm. zero and like I, I myself really doxed from day zero at least with, with, with this project and uh, I guess being anon adds a lot of like layers of complexity that are very interesting to a lot of people in the space especially those who haven't kind of worked full on as an anon and they're trying to like find a way of, of, of doing that perhaps um, so you know forgive me if I'll, ask, if I'll be asking some uncomfortable questions you know do, no do find ways to like no navigate them yeah. uh, but uh, I'm sure that's another part of it like we probably it's an anon and if you guys choose to speak on like uh, Twitter spaces you you get like a lot of uncomfortable questions asked right so I guess it's like part of it um, you know you need to be used to it right no, I, I, like, I, I would say that I don't think it's such a big deal as people make it out to be. Uh, I think th the main reason why I choose to be anonymous is my privacy. Like, I, I, pref I love my privacy. And I think, uh, I think it's just one of those optional things that everyone should have, especially in crypto, should have the ability to determine, right? Uh, if you're doxxed and if you've done all of the paperwork, uh, for your organization, uh, you know, and provided them all the details that, you know, your employer needs, then I think from a public point of view, I think, uh, you know, everyone should have a choice whether they want to be uh, anonymous or not in, in, in some sense. And that's why metaverse is such a big thing because people aren't really coming into the metaverse uh, with their real identity. They're coming up with, uh, you know, different avatars and different things. And it's pretty common uh, from what I'm noticing in the Twitter space and in, in the crypto space, I think. I think, And I think, I hope that uh, we get to see more of that. I think anonymous have, anonymous people get a lot of bad rap, <laughs> you know? Uh, so so I hope I hope the, the sentiment around that changes as well. Fair, I think it, it liberates in certain ways, but in certain ways there is, you know, building trust, I think, People mm -hmm. need to see you in action over a period of time so that there is like a trust associated with the name. But I think Definitely. at the same time, since you're anonymous, I guess it's there's a, that risk that like, you know, the person doesn't have anything to lose, right? Like, because it's still not linked. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, and yeah, that's, I think that's where we try to find that balance. Hey, we're dark. Hey, we've been, like for myself, like we've been here for two years and, you know, we've delivered every time. Our different products and uh, you know like uh, you're right you're completely right I think it, it does come with time you have to build that trust and you do have to build your own brand through this anon anonymous uh, label right uh, like my name is hash that's kind of my nickname so I'm basically using that as my brand uh, anonymously um, so it's kind of cool in a way uh, it's like putting on a costume <laughs> Yeah, cool. Yeah, I guess majority of people here today and like on most of our Twitter spaces are 
either interested in like joining a company in crypto uh, in Web3 or Metaverse, uh, or I'm sure some percentage will uh, go off and start their own companies or maybe already uh, starting something and, and building something. So there are a lot of questions that I try to ask that will help them either, you know, achieve their goals, either get a job or, or uh, hire better, right? So uh, I think my question is, my next question is more around like, so how do you like hire? Uh, what's your interview process? Especially like, do you, do, like, on the first stages, everyone, do you guys do voice calls at all? You, I guess you don't do really video calls. Can you maybe like tell me more about the process? Sure, uh, absolutely. Um... Um, you know, I, before we get going, I just want to mention uh, Lewis. I think he should be available now. And uh, Lewis is, you know, a fine example of someone who uh, we did in docs. And, you know, he's been there since uh, the earliest of times in our project. And he's basically like one of our faces uh, in, um, in DX when he's representing us through... Twitter spaces and any form of like uh, AMAs or um, any form of podcast as well. Um, awesome. Welcome. Welcome, Luis. You can unmute yeah. your mic if, if you want to speak. Yeah, good morning, guys. Uh, good morning, everybody who's listening. Uh, morning for me, uh, afternoon for you, perhaps. Um, thank you for having us here. Awesome. Uh, great to have you. Yeah, yeah so in, in my case, for example, I'm, I'm not docs per se but you know my i'm the guy you see in the picture um just with the sunglasses um and i've been like that since the beginning i've never really um had that impulse to not do it i guess in my, in my case um maybe i'm just a little older than most in, in crypto um but i just opened one day my telegram account and started joining groups and just put a picture of me um, and just kept it that way. And we've been riding these waves. And um, it hasn't really caused an issue. I think some of the team members are not docs. Others we are. Um, but I think the work speaks for itself. Um, it takes. It does take time to build trust from the community and amongst team members. Um, but the product and the service that you provide is what makes a difference, right? Um, if you're the kind of person that people want to work with, you will. And if it, you're hard, even if and if you're hard, if you're a hard person to work with, even if your identity is the most public, people won't want to work with you. So attitude comes a long way, and um, you know, wanting to do things right. Very solid points. So, like on the way of uh, onboarding people in a company, how, what does your interview process look like? Luis, you want to go first, and then I can provide mine. Sure, absolutely. Um, a, a big thing about it is feeling. It, it just comes, comes to a gut feeling. Um, and that comes with experience, actually. Because if, imagine someone comes to you for a job and they bring their resume, right? A person who's fully doxxed. And just let's give an example in the non-crypto world. Um, that person is going to want to make a good impression. Um, some will come to their interview with an A-game, you know, polished up, and research the company, will research how to act in an interview. Um, and they will give you everything you want to hear. They'll tell you everything you want to hear, and they'll look like what you want to see. But you don't know until you see that person in action. Um, so the typical job interview process actually um, can start off a little messy because of that, because you don't know this person. You, you're, you're seeing what they want you to see. Um, in the Anon world, 
it's pretty much the same thing. You know, you see what they want you to see. Um, so there is not much difference. Um, the, the, the biggest difference, I think, on a resume, you probably have a little more exposure, but at the end of the day, it's not until you see that person in action. Um, that's what I think is, is the biggest similarity between both processes and the biggest difference, which at the end comes down to seeing the person in action, right? Um, so I think it's just uh, getting a conversation started with your candidates. Um, it takes a little more than that, um, to be honest, but I'm simplifying it. Um, Hash will give us a little more details because he's the one that hired me, so he'll give you perhaps a little insight on that. Um, but it's a gut feeling after you have a little conversation with the people, and then you have to take it from there. Um, I've interviewed people who I think on paper are perfect candidates, but I have them on me. We start interacting, and it's a big no. And vice versa, I've sometimes taken a leap of faith in interviewing people who I don't think are qualified, but maybe I don't really have that much of a market to pick from, and they've given me amazing surprises. Um, so at the end of the day, you have to go with a little bit of a, a feeling, be willing to take a leap of faith every now and then, and be very, very serious when you're evaluating results, right? Because you don't really have that much time. So it's, it's good to have people that are proactive and are willing to do what it takes. Hash, did you, um, did you have anything to add to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I, I mostly agree with what Luis has said. Um, I typically really hate the interview process, like the traditional version of it. Um, it's really difficult for someone to, you know, you know, on both sides, um, you know, the employer is looking for to get a couple of things done and the person who's applying is trying to convince the employer that they are the right fit. So my, my process has always been more about feeling. I don't, uh, I try to get to know the person uh, and his values uh, first before anything uh, I think I think that's the most important thing for me is uh, skills can be learned um, processes can be understood uh, it's about how you collaborate how you communicate what your values are I think those are the core things that I look for first and once that's established and I have a couple of candidates that I feel are, are good uh, I give probations um, that's that's the only way for me to know that this person is the right person uh, I put them on three month probation or one month probation and try to see what they are made out of uh, because I like um, I like the work to speak for itself you know um, like Louis mentioned you can have a lot of things on the resume but at the end of the day even if you had nothing and you are doing an amazing work, you know, that's valuable to me. And crypto is such a new space that I think it's very hard for, I remember when I was applying for a development role back in 2017. And I think there was a question about running, uh, I think the qualification was like, hey, 10 years of solidity. And I was laughing because <laughs> at that time, no one in the world had 10 years of experience in solidity. So I I really don't like the whole process of and whenever we put out our job description on crypto job list, it's a very human typed out, handwritten by me, exactly what I'm looking for, and I don't put any years or anything like that uh, for some of our roles. Yeah, 
Yeah, I uh, just wanted to add here is that like for everyone who is here right now and is struggling to get a job, everyone, in companies including, and people who are hiring for companies always went through, I think, quite a period of struggle and pain applying for jobs themselves. Like I myself, when I was applying for jobs in 2017, that actually led me to crypto job to starting crypto job list. I was not getting replies. I was being dissed, um, you know, without much feedback. So hang in there, keep applying, uh, but also try to get feedback and incorporate that feedback. Uh, back to you guys, at DX. So like, uh, I'm still very curious about like the kind of the technicalities of it. Like, do you actually jump on the call with people or yeah. at what point do you actually mm -hmm. do the phone call? Mm -hmm. So, so uh, my process is, uh, you know, less for community management. Like I think I got like 20 to 50 applicants. I forget the number, it was a while ago. Mm -hmm. What I try to do is find people from uh, from different languages, uh, from different time zones, and then I, you know, basically what they put in um, their like cover letter or um, I think there's a section where you can write a personal message or something. Yeah. Um, I, I read that basically. Uh, and then if something is something that kind of sticks out for me, I basically uh, book a call. Um, I book a call with almost everyone. Uh, it takes long. It, it takes a long while, but I try to get to know uh, every person that has applied because I don't want to be misguided by a resume. Uh, so I try to get to know the person and I do a rigorous process where I actually speak with people, uh, book a call. Um, it doesn't have to be video. It's uh, pretty optional uh, if they want it to be video. Um, and then once I do that, I basically then go into a process of, hey, what are the great quality of this person and where he and she can fit? Uh, and does this person has, you know, their own passions uh, to strive for for the next five years? And where would that be? And can we help enable that? And and that's kind of what I that's what my thought process is uh, at DX because uh, we're trying to be here for the next five to ten years. Uh, I'm I can one hundred percent say we will be here for the next five years, um, and based on our current success, um, ten years is questionable. So I try to hire uh, anyone with that uh, kind of mindset. Uh, uh, who's basically looking to be part of the XF or for that long. Uh, I think with with this kind of process and this value set, uh, I think you're definitely going to be around for some time. I hope, I hope, I genuinely hope that you will. Uh, so regarding the video part, uh, I think for a lot of companies, it's like a, almost a deal breaker if the, if the person or like a red flag if the person is not willing to do a video call. But I guess in your case, do you do you like turn on a camera as well while being like an on an anon or do you not do that, or how does it how does it work? Yeah, I don't, I don't ask them to turn on video at all. Mm -hmm. uh, I have I wouldn't ask anyone to do something I wouldn't do myself. Mm -hmm. So uh, I just give them the option, and I, and I don't even bring it up to be honest. Um, you know, if they do get the role uh, based on the sensitivity of the role, uh, I would ask uh, my lawyers to draft up a NDA. Or I would get a third party to do a KYC, um, you know, on them, um, because I don't want to own the KYC information uh, as well. So we mm -hmm. have reputable third 
party KYC uh, if that if you feel it it is needed. Um, but uh, but that, that's kind of how how it is for us. Interesting, cool. Um, I think for a lot of like non anon and doxed founders in, in in crypto and like outside of crypto, like video call is a, is a very high bandwidth communication channel to understand a lot of like nonverbal cues about the person. Uh, so yeah, I'm kind of impressed that you guys are able to uh, do it with, with, without it. And uh, I also like just wanted to make a, a comment to everyone who's listening is that uh, you know don't be don't be video shy. Uh, video is a uh, you know great channel and great opportunity to express yourself. And yeah, to, video you know, video is a great way to showcase effort, right? Uh, you know, someone can wear a suit. I think Chong was one person who didn't have his camera on but had a suit on. Um, but, but you know what, uh, again, for me, it just for me, right. Um, I don't, I don't want video to, uh, lead me, uh, or misguide me in some way. You know, I'm looking at a global pool of people with who knows what kind of circumstances, right. Um, and I don't want to impose, uh, and, and, you know, create some kind of narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, based on, again, it's it's a double-edged sword. Yes, yes, it can be great, but at the same time, for me, it's about values. Uh, for me, it's like, even if you're not wearing a suit, you know, um, what value? What are your core set of values? And and there's no correct um, correct list of that. It, it all depends on, hey, what is the core set of values? Who are the core of what are, you know, the team members that I have, what are their values? Does the values kind of align? Will they like blend well? Will they be able to really work together and be much more productive um, than, than, you know, someone else who, had, who has a little bit of a different uh, core core value system, belief system. So, mm-hmm. so it's a lot, uh, my, my strategy is more towards that. Awesome. Uh, I think my, my next question will be exactly about values, but before that, I just wanted to do some uh, housekeeping announcement is that I'm seeing a few people requesting access for Mike, and please be patient. We'll have a section towards the end, maybe in like about 20, 30 minutes, where uh, you guys will be able to ask questions and, and contribute. Uh, but for now, please stay patient. Please do not give up on your uh, requests. And of course, we'll be adding you guys to speakers based on kind of our capacity availability and make sure that you have an interesting bio and you don't have any like whatever random scammy whatever weird profile on Twitter. So we'll 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 promote only the the best, the most interesting. But don't be shy. Anyway, back to back to the uh questions. Yeah, so like you were talking about values, right? So like what are your core key values that you're trying to like profile for and you're trying to exhibit yourself? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, for me, like honesty is like one of the top ones. Um, honesty, um, being able to admit uh, where your gaps are, understanding the bigger picture, um, willing to learn. Um, those are the ones that come uh, from from my mind. Um, and yeah, just like, uh, you know, uh, like we built our platform on the basis that we want to do the right things. So I ask uh, 
you know, I try to I try to see if this person can be counted on to do the right thing, you know, the ethical thing, uh, ethical stuff, you know. So so that's kind of what what I look for is try to see if someone uh, is is able to express that in some way through their work. For for non-technical roles, do you have any like specific questions or kind of common steps that you take people through? Like what are the like maybe test assignments or um, mm-hmm. phases like that? Yeah, so uh, I've started asking my community. So diff- but it depends on the role. Uh, for <laughs> community moderators, I ask them to, hey, um, you know, could you send me a voice note? Sometimes I get a lot of people on Telegram asking me for a job directly. And I ask them, hey, could you send me a note? You know, just I'd like to understand how good are you uh, in public speaking? For example, for uh, for developers, it's more like, what is your tech stack? And what kind of, uh, you know, level are you at? Uh, your beginner stage, uh, intermediate or advanced? Uh, so based off that, I try to figure out, hey, uh, you know, why don't you build this prototype for us? Why don't you build this for us? Or, you know, uh, so, Again, it's more about showcasing your work. I'm hiring a graphic designer. And I've asked three uh, folks that I've interviewed, I've asked them to go through their design process. And then and then at the end of the day, I said, you know what? It's very hard for me to determine who is the right fit. So there's a series of assignments that I have in my mind, um, you know, scenarios. Um, I'm going to give you guys each one of you a week to see what you guys can deliver based on your, you know, and creativity and, you know, your, based on your deadlines, see what you can present me. And based off that, uh, it gives me a better idea of uh, who the right person is. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel it's the similar, like for, like everyone has, every founder has their own like core skill, skill set, right? So uh, in your case, I assume you're, again, as you mentioned, you're deaf, right? Like your background is in engineering. Is that so? Um, no, I'm actually a mix of like, I studied IT and business mm-hmm. and uh, professionally, like before crypto, I've done a lot of web development uh, and project management. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of that, I understand kind of the, kind of every area within an organization, setting up teams, how things will flow, how processes would flow. I've never done um, like HR stuff until recently uh, through this basically venture of mine. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think like my question that I was about to ask is around, you know, everyone has their own certain sk- skill set and area of competency, right? And it's quite often, it's, it's much easier to hire within uh, the skill set that you already know because you can understand whether the person can bullshit you or not. But once yeah. you start hiring for roles that you're not an expert in, it's much harder for you personally to make the judgment, right? So like, have you developed any any strategies or techniques on how to figure out how to hire for those roles that where you are not yourself an expert in? Yeah, that's a tricky one. Um, like I tried to ask some of my friends who are uh, who are within those roles and try to ask them, um, questions about uh, who they feel is, uh, you know, what are the what are, what are the main qualities that they would look for in the best candidate for this type of role? You know, Google is a great uh, resource available. So 
I think I'm kind of basically trying my best to learn and try to fill up as many gaps as possible. Um, but, you know, that's why we have this probationary period at the X. And I think Tesla is one of the few companies that uh, is also employing this method. Um, they're saying, you know, we're going to give every engineer that we feel. Um, I don't, and I don't know how they set their qualification because, uh, you know, to them, education, they don't evaluate, of course. Uh, but I think they they have the brightest and they want to give everyone probation to figure out if they are the right fit in terms of innovation. So it's a mixed balance. So I don't know the answer to that question. I don't think mm -hmm. I'm that that qualified in like, for example, marketing, I don't know anything about it. Uh, but um, but I try to figure out, you know, based on their past experience, how would they approach my problems? How would they solve my problems? And based on their answer, I, I try to take up, uh, take them on with the probationary period to see if, if it is something that is working uh, for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think like having probation period is, is, is rather common for most companies, but I think what you're referring to is, is probably something a little bit different. Maybe it's a bit more like loser, uh, less ties probation or period. Uh, have you had uh, situations where you had to let go of people during that probation period? And how did you go about it? What, what, do you have any like, tips on doing that uh, elegantly and with, with grace? Yeah, um, well, I... We had that situation with the developer. We were looking, well, our core development team had their hands full. So I needed someone to basically uh, build a very specific thing. And I hired someone for for a probationary period um, of, I think, one month. Um, and the scope I made sure is uh, is adequate. Um, so this, I won't, I won't talk about the scope itself, but this person basically, um, he basically delivered, uh, something that can be done in like a week, um, by week number four and by week number four, you know, I basically got on a call and I asked this person, Hey, uh, you know, this work that you did, how long do you think should it had? actually taken and how much you know what was the forecast what was the actual and you know this you know you're you're charging me for a senior dev and you, this is this is like unprofessional to be delivering something like this and you know we kind of understood the probation uh, what the probation was for we understood the scope and we were available so there was a huge lack of communication um that uh, didn't allow us to basically feel like he was the right person. And, and that's what I want to stress uh, in this, uh, in this space of ours is communication is the key to success. And, and, uh, you know, you should never be too afraid, you know, whether it's to communicate the good or the bad uh, to, you know, any, anyone you're working with, basically. Some solid learnings. Uh, a bit of a sensitive question. Uh, do you guys pay during the probationary period, or is it like paid less, more? Is it free? Um, yeah, it depends. Depends on the role. Um, for some roles, we've done uh, half. We've done like fifty percent. 
for some we've done three, some we've done four. Um, so it, it really depends uh, on the role. Four or three? What do we, what do we discuss? Oh, uh, like you're, you're speaking about salary, right? Mm -hmm. Like probationary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the salary depends on the role. Uh, some mm -hmm. roles I've given them like four monthly salaries. Mm -hmm. uh, some 50% of their full salary. So if their full salary was like 1K, I would pay the 500 uh, if that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Understood. Uh, cool. Right. Um, I think my other question is like back to... Um, sorry, B. I would just sorry, go on. Yeah, I just would like to add that it takes a lot of trial and error um, to do that whole process that ha Hash was talking about. Um, bringing in somebody that has, or that bringing in somebody for a role um, with skills beyond your own, like you were saying, um, it really takes trial and error because you have to learn how to be able to judge that. Um, so the first time you might get it wrong, but as you go along, you pick up those things. Um, and it kind of becomes like an instinct because as you hire for one role, um, you be, do you do become a little more adapted to it, and you're able to hire for another one. Um, but when you do step into an area of another skills, um, it just takes trial and error. Um, you hire someone because you believe they have the competence, and you know you like their attitude and everything. And then it's just seeing them on the go. Um, but yeah, it, it, it takes time to, to skill, um, and you know the man is getting there. That's it, guys, for for now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I try to stay away from bulk hiring, um, mainly because of that. Uh, I understand my uh, the gaps that I need to fill, so I try my best to not rush the process either. Even though it should be rushed uh, at certain times, I do I do evaluate uh, one by one. You know, bring someone in, assess. You know, do a lot of lesson learn. You know, self reflection myself because. I think that's that's the core thing that I need to be doing all the time to ensure that everyone um, under my umbrella is happy. Uh, so I'm always trying to figure out how I can be better in terms of whether that's hiring or just making people who work uh, for DX uh, happy in any way. Very true. I think it's a learning process for everyone uh, and the people who are applying for companies, they should not forget that you know people who are hiring they're also human beings and they're also learning and they're also developing their careers. They might be a few steps ahead in some ways, but they're still, you know, there is a sky's the limit. You can always grow further uh, personal professional as a founder or as a HR manager or as a, um, you name it. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, I'll tell you a story, quick story. Uh, we hired someone that didn't know anything regarding web development, but he was very interested in it. In it. He did a IDO on our platform, which failed. And um, but he was really interested in in building something. He was really interested in, in the uh, wanted to be involved. And you know, he was very communicative, and he was a very positive person. So uh, we wanted to help, uh, you know, support that. And we did that through a probationary period. You know, we brought him in. Uh, try to help him be actually paid for his Udemy courses as well. Um, so, you know, um, sky is the limit, uh, I would say, for everyone who's looking to be part of the cryptocurrency job uh, job force. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this is very true. Uh, I had a next, a bit more like specialized uh, question around mm -hmm. 
hiring Anons specifically, and I'm sure there's a bunch of Anons today uh, here listening. Uh, any tips that you see that you know, would help people stand out and communicate better as like anonymous contributors and build trust faster, perhaps? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of things that come to my mind. And I I completely understand anonymous have a tougher road sometimes, and no one would know that better than I. Um, given that we tried to do a lot of PR for DX and we were rejected because of our anonymity, um, I would I would say uh, join the community, start with the community, start with the product, and ask yourself how can you contribute to this uh, product. Uh, with whatever skills you may have and and then just try to um, get more involved see if you can become a moderator and I know that may sound a little bit off to some people but that's how you show that you're really uh, interested in the product you really care about the product and you want to be involved and that kind of solves like 80% like if you do that, you're pretty much 99%, you're doing 99% of the stuff that other people might not be doing. You know, it, it takes effort, but uh, you know, if you really love the product, uh, you'll just be engaging in the community without even realizing it as work. And that's the best feeling in the world, I would say. So start there and then just uh, just ask, just ask, hey, can I be a moderator? And then try to find problems. You know, what are the problems that's lingering in the product? How can you solve it? And, you know, just message message people and wait or either wait for them to actually open up a job posting and then try to apply there. Um, because that's the stepping stone. Everyone in crypto um, either guess in through connections, I'm sure, but uh, I've seen a lot that starts start at community moderator, and then from there, based on the landscape, they try to figure out how they can uh, utilize their skills from uh, their industry, their current industry, into cryptocurrency. True. Uh, is there any uh, pet peeves that you have, or like you wish people did less of it? Uh, while applying to positions, and uh, if they were did less of that, that would be just like infinitely more successful. Uh, it's it's weird because I can't blame them for doing it. <laughs> uh, you know, like some some folks like really try to out like beyond sell, like outsell like themselves, like whether that's like. Um, uh, saying you have like, I'll just take something um, like that, like five year, ten years of experience, but the portfolio kind of only showcases like half a month or two months of work, um, and you know, and you can tell that this person doesn't have that much experience right from the get go. So like, doing that stuff is like, uh, you know, it's it's a bit of a, a pet peeve, but I don't really have that much of of a pet peeve I would say about it, but because I kind of understand they can't. Um, well, you, you, you can be empathetic, but uh, I think in the end of the day, um, you can understand where they're coming from. But like, is there like a, maybe a specific set of things that you just wish people didn't do <laughs> while applying exactly. or in the interview, interview process? 
Yeah, you're only hurting yourself. I, I don't, never understood why people do that. Uh, you know, the go, the whole part of the job application process is to find, it's like you, you're finding your true love, right? In a way. Yep. Uh, it's like a very bonded relationship, especially in crypto. And uh, you want to find, you want to make sure you find the right person. The best way to find the right person is to first be honest with yourself and where you are in your career journey and then figure out, hey, who is actually willing to support me and figure me out? But also I want to help uh, put uh, add value to, you know, to this relationship as well in some meaningful way. Uh, yeah, this is very true. Uh, I feel major surprisingly a lot of people don't think about it as like a mutual relationship, uh, but they mm-hmm. always think about it. Oh, how can I prevent being taken from? And how can I you know, tell me what to do basically. And like, and give me, and pay me money instead of thinking of, Oh, what can I learn here? And what can I contribute? And if you're doing those things really well and you adding value, most companies would be most, most long-term quality businesses. They are, they would pay sooner or later because people who run them, they are not idiots. They understand that it would be idiotic not to maintain, not, not to maintain uh, someone on team who is driving value. At least the way that's how I see most of those things. Yeah, and, and that's one of my core values is to see if this person is thinking like this, right? Uh, I need someone who uh, understands where they are and where they want to go. They might not know, but they're willing to learn and they're willing to grow. Um, so I think that's definitely valuable, like you said. Cool. Um, I think we'll be mm. moving to, oh, sorry, uh, I think Lewis had something to add. Yes, Emil, thank you. Um, I would just like to give a little recommendation to everybody listening. And if you're going to a job interview, um, just be yourself, literally. Um, things are things in a traditional interview basically are, are tend to be awkward um, because we don't know. We, we nobody prepares us for a job interview, um, and not everyone is also prepared on doing a job interview. Um, so most preconceptions that we have about why, how you should behave, how you should dress, how you should speak, are, are literally wrong. You know, they're, they're things that we get from movies or TV shows, um, but they tend to be wrong. Um, so, you know, don't stress, relax. Um, we get into crypto to leave all of those awkwardness and all of those BS behind. So don't bring it into a job interview and a crypto-related job. You, you should actually be even more relaxed and less stressed. Um, because both sides of the table are in a learning situation. Everyone in crypto is still learning. Um, there is nobody who's already a master and who knows things. Um, this space is constantly evolving. Roles are constantly evolving. Skill sets are constantly evolving. So everybody's a little bit awkward when they're interviewing and when they're getting interviewed. So just you know, be yourself and, and relax as hard as it can be. Um, that's it for me. Yeah, I, I try to do the same thing. When I'm going into interviews, I don't go in with an agenda uh, at all, especially for community moderators, because I think anyone can do that job. Anyone willing to learn can do that job. So it's a bit about um, having that personal conversation and figuring out exactly who this person, individual is, and then figuring out where their goals are, uh, you know, so getting there. Yeah, I think uh, going into interview with the mindset of low expectations is the best strategy and just, you know, being open to any experiences and uh, any way that 
any direction that conversation can go. I think it's a, a, a way to success uh, in many ways. Um, cool. Uh, what are the positions that you guys are hiring for right now? What's the most present ones? Yeah, good question. Uh, I think we are looking for some moderators and uh, graphic designers. Um, anyone who can do video or animation or like 2D or 3D animation or video uh, editing or video creating. Um, I think those are the type of folks that we're kind of looking for right now. And mostly in the creative space or the moderating space at the moment. Um, like I think we mentioned, I'm not too sure if I mentioned this before, but we're also, we're growing in a sense that we're building out um, and and innovative, I believe is, I've never seen anything like it in the crypto space, uh, I, a game that kind of ties in NFTs that you can bring from, you know, different, different chains uh, into the game. So we're doing a lot of interesting things. So we're looking for creative people. We're starting to do more marketing now uh, with Chong involved. So Chong is looking for uh, someone who can do amazing graphics for him uh, and any type of visually appealing, whether that's um, infographics or you know videos. So we're kind of looking for someone who has a lot of a different variety of skills or willing to learn those things as well. Awesome. Um, is there any, I think I'll, I'll gonna be moving to a next uh, section or next phase of the, of the Twitter space, but is there, do you feel like there's any questions that I haven't asked that you wish I asked you guys or anything that you guys wanted to add perhaps uh, about, you know, just working in the space or advice for people uh, looking for jobs and as well as like hiring. Yeah. 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 Uh, I would just mention one, one thing, and maybe this might be too early to mention, but um, we're also building out a, like an ambassador program. Um, we're trying to find a way to connect uh, you know, our projects that launch on our platform, they're always looking for certain uh, people with certain skills, but they're having a hard time finding uh, the right quality of it on online. So we're trying to figure out how we can do that. And one of the ideas that Chong mentioned was having some sort of an ambassador program where we can try to help um, you know, find the right people with early seed projects that are looking and usually saw like, you know, help us, you know, get involved. So it's a great way to just do free, like basically it's like volunteer work, but then it provides a lot of experience in return. So if anyone's interested, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, you know, join our telegram and ask about it. Interesting. You you uh, you triggering some ideas in my head around like maybe helping build out some sort of like ambassador, I don't know, pool or like a vetting program or just like a list where mm -hmm. you know products like yourself uh, can tap in or like your your products that are launching on your platform can tap in and you know it's like a win win both uh, the talent who wants to break into the industry they can learn and grow quickly and the projects can also find great talent that will stick with them. I don't know, it's just super early stage of brainstorming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's basically the concept. We see a problem and we're trying to figure out how we can, 
how we can try to help this you know cryptocurrency space grow especially in this in this early start of the game you know so it would be very interesting uh, if there's opportunities with crypto job list actually if we can do that because we're building out a decentralized uh, way of trying to connect people uh, you know at these really early stages um, uh, to you know basically find each other and try to try to make uh, make more mainstream crypto applications basically yeah sounds like we're quite aligned <laughs> i didn't see that coming <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, it's, some, it's something in our head. We see it. Maybe we can chat offline a bit. Definitely, more definitely, definitely. Uh, anyway, I think uh, this kind of sums up the, the the first part of the Twitter space, where uh, you know we're kind of asking questions. Uh, but so at least I'm asking questions. But I think let me make a small quick announcement about Pope, uh, how to claim it. Uh, a lot of people I think came for, for that as well. And then we'll continue. Maybe additional um, hash. Do you think like twenty minutes, thirty minutes? How much time do you have? Additional, like, I, have all the, I have all the time in the world. Awesome. Man. So additional five hours. Uh, we're going to be doing a Q&A. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Of course, not five hours. Um, but until we'll, we'll either of us uh, start like fading out uh, and our conscious starts leaving. Anyway, so uh, as mentioned, as you guys seen in the tweet announcement, every week uh, or for most of these uh, Twitter spaces, we try to give out uh, Pope NFTs. Proof of attendance token. Uh, I'm sure you guys have seen it before. So, uh, and we, you know, we, we've noticed that they've been super popular and a lot of people have been trying to claim it. So, um, basically, the way to claim it today is you need to go to DX uh, company profile on Crypto Jobs List. Uh, you need to find where it is. Um, it's, it's, it's very doable. Um, and uh, you need to check out what are the you know, job positions, maybe apply if you're looking for them. But yeah, and basically you need to follow. Um, there you will see a claiming widget where you just need to drop your email and your Twitter handle. Make sure to follow both Crypto Jobs and DXL, and we will send you like an email with the claiming link, with the unique claiming link. Um, so yeah, we I think this is very um, kind of you know the streamlined process with win-win for everyone, and hopefully to prevent people abusing it. <laughs> uh, which happened in the first few uh, Twitter spaces. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I just wanted to comment on that. I think that the, a lot of people really want Pope tokens. Well, they're free to claim, and I think it's it's a great way to uh, you know represent uh, that you've been part of some community and kind of reuse it later. Uh, and uh, but yeah, I've also noticed that a lot of people try to game it a bit too much. So we, mm -hmm. we kind of, I, I now empathize with a lot of NFT projects that have whitelists because bots, <laughs> bots are out there to get you. Oh man, it's the same thing with us, right? Um, people try to bot into pre-sales on our platform all the time. And there's nothing, I don't think there's anything you can do about it. Uh, like from our side anyways. Um, but yeah, it's... Yeah, it's I interesting. Think, yeah, I think like uh, kind of based on my experience here so far is like kind of whitelist is white sorry whitelists are warranted to a certain extent, or kind of I see where they're coming from. That mm -hmm. you know you want to show some human action, right? Something that is not yeah. that easily fakeable, um, and projects want to see that because they don't want to give out their tokens just to like a one set of hackers in a good way or in a bad way, in the good or bad meaning of that word, but to one set of 
whatever whales who will just like snipe the whole collection and not be right. engaged. That's going to be a lose lose for the community, for the project, for everyone. Um, it's a very nice idea, though, uh, incentivizing people to kind of, you know, collaborate in a community and get NFTs. You know, that's pretty cool. I think Reddit is the one also that's doing that with their moons on our cryptocurrency. And mm. so it's really nice. It's really nice. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure exactly what's the current mechanic on on, on Reddit, but uh, we're, we're we've been iterating um, on how to claim pokes with us uh, for I think every, after every session, I learn something new about how people try to game it, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I try to add at least like something that is not completely. I think I think just like I'm trying to add like reasonable human actions, like you know, drop your Twitter handle, drop your like email, so we at least we can sense that you're probably not a bot and uh yeah just just follow us uh i think it's very very reasonable i I might borrow that uh playbook because we have this telegram channel Mm -hmm. called dxp sales and uh we're trying to kind of uh we're starting to do amas with only kyc projects um Mm -hmm. there so we're actually trying to figure out a way to kind of organically bring people onto those amas and we don't want to do airdrop mainly because we feel like only bots will join. So we're trying to figure out what that right balance is. So, mm. so another conversation. Yeah, definitely. I think everyone's like learning uh, about what's, what's the best way to do these things. And I think everyone needs to be cognizant of like projects should not be abusing it too much as well. Because I think from what I've heard with a lot of NFT projects, they by now just making you slave away for the whitelist. Uh, uh, so I think kind of trying to strike that balance is, is very important. Um, yeah, uh, let's let me start to carefully start adding people who've been patiently waiting um, in uh, kind of in re- request area. We'll uh, be adding you guys to the speakers and uh, just you know some uh, you know some rules of Twitter space. Please be, you know, kind and exceptional with each other. Do not shield too much. Uh, do a quick introduction of yourself and uh, ask your question. Um, and uh, yeah, and you will be given an answer, hopefully. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll start with Mr. NFT. Uh, please introduce yourself. Uh, not too much hardcore shielding, please. Uh, and uh, yeah, ask a question. My first time to meeting such an experts who are willing to help uh, many people and come out to show their experience and knowledge and first of all i am very happy and uh, i am working with uh, different projects at discord and uh, telegram and uh, i am very happy from hash uh, point of view because uh, he tried to understand the people who are uh, trying to apply that job and uh, I want to share my own experience it would uh, not take long uh, two days before I joined a new project where the person who hired me and uh, doesn't give me a guideline how to do my work but uh, because of that I face very difficulty and I asked him again and again kindly give me your guideline because I understand every community have their own guidelines and uh, working style. So I want to ask from you, 
uh, am I wrong here to asking again and again guidance? Because they simply said, you know, you are the mode and admin. You tell us and you know what to do. But uh, I want to learn how they want to operate. Thank you. Yeah, my my honest, uh, I think you should definitely be asking, but I think you should ask, uh, uh, maybe just ask them what their end result, like what is their picture of um, how the community needs to feel like, be like, you know, those type of end results. And then based off that, you can figure out what you want to do. So that's one option. Um, Anything on your mind, Lewis, that you might want to add? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, uh, uh, my friend, in that case, the person who hire you is also not aware of what his requirements are. Um, I, I think you mentioned mm -hmm. you were you're a moderator. Um, so in his mind, his community needs to be moderated, but he doesn't know how to make that happen. Um, so in that case, I will tell you to take it as you go. For example, answer questions the best way you can. Um, if you don't know the answer, you know, take it back to your supervisor and ask. But just get as involved with the community as you can. Uh, answer their questions as honestly and as fast as you can. And, you know, you're going to be evolving into the role yourself because um, the community will also take you with them. You, you understand what I mean? Um, if the community is going to a hard time and wants to know information, then you'll step up and you're going to become an informer um, if the community is making suggestions and you're going to become probably a, a, a middleman for those suggestions between the community and the rest of your team um, so your role as a moderator will be evolving as the needs for the community evolve um, and what I would uh, suggest in that case is to um, be a little empathic as well um, you know I understand you can be insecure if you're not if you're not sure where you're supposed to go I know that leadership st starts at the top, but like I was saying earlier, um, we're in a space that is very new. So even the people that are in the leadership positions are also unsure, unaware, and a lot of times misguided and misinformed, right? Um, because they're learning as well. Um, so the guy needs a moderator, but he probably doesn't know what a moderator is to begin with, you know? Um, a lot of times, um, people hire a moderator because they need someone to, just to give you an example, program the Rosebot. Um, so the person hiring has no clue how to do it, but he's hiring someone who he needs to do it and who will know. Um, so this person won't know how to guide you because he doesn't know how a lot of times. Um, so communication is key, but also I would just say adapt to it as you go along. Um, interact with the community, that's going to be the main position, and that's going to basically allow you to develop yourself for your role. Um, take it as you go, I, I will tell you, because remember, that person is also learning, and I think that's where sometimes lack of communication can come from, um, because nobody likes to admit that they don't know. Um, I hope all of that made sense. It, it was like several, I was going to several places at once. Um, because it is that complex, you know. Yeah, I think you hit it on the on the right place, though. Yes, I am so sorry. I didn't listen to you because my internet was so bad. 
You yeah, lost sure. the, you lost expensive advice just now. <laughs> yes, but I know, but I know uh, the uh, session is recorded, so I will listen it later. Yeah, I would not miss that point. Thank you for uh, his advice, and I want to make a request from Sir Hash. Uh, I voluntarily ask uh, his guidance, and uh, if he allow me, I will closely follow and try to learn. Uh, because I am already earning, but uh, I think it is for the present. I want to uh, I want to earn in a future. Therefore, I have to get ready and develop myself. Currently, I am trying to learn German language, but uh, I think I have to learn more things and uh, what do I say? Uh, develop more professionalism in my working. Yeah, my, my two cents would be for you is it's not about learning a lot of things sometimes. Um, you know, you're learning German, that's great. But, you know, why don't you, what, my advice, my honest advice to you would be focus more on the English, uh, English uh, first. You know, not just like verbal communication, but written components as well. Try to cover that as as until like you're like 90% 100% there then look into other languages so i've seen a lot of people make this mistake is uh, when they're learning for example development they're trying to learn front end they're learning to do back end they're trying to learn all of these different different components all at once and uh, you really don't need that much sophistication in cryptocurrency job industry and i think that's a big a uh, big thing that people get confused about, uh, you know, sometimes it's just having the simple, uh, simple things. And if you have it at a very high proficient level, um, and you know, Lewis is a great example of this. He's a better public speaker, in my opinion, than myself. And, and you know, that's where his value is coming from as well. Um, so I would say just my, my two cents would be on that. Uh, I understand uh, your point, sir, but uh, there are very few people whom I communicate in English. Therefore, I try to learn German to communicate more and become good in German. But yeah, I understand I, your point. I, I would say um, there are good references. Like, again, I'm just trying to help you. Uh, I'm just, uh, I think there's a lot of references on on YouTube. And then in terms of actually practicing it, I would say join a lot of Telegram communities where there's always video chats happening, like uh, not video chats, but like uh, those chats happening where you can use your voice and just start, just start to just unwind, right? Because you are anonymous, you have nothing to lose kind of thing. Just start practicing, spend one to two hours after you learn something um, online or practice and then just apply it, apply that. And it'll take time, but I promise you the value that uh, you get, okay, you will get will... out of this long term would be... Okay, would be I will follow more. your advice, sir. Uh... Awesome. Thanks for the question, Mr. NFT. And a good reminder about the recording. Uh, we usually dump this or export these in a, in a podcast for, format. So you can go on your favorite podcasting app and find Working Crypto by crypto jobs list and speaking about community management uh i think last week or two weeks ago we had this conversation 
uh, with a bunch of community managers. And the, the space was took like three and a half hours with a lot of very valuable insights there uh, about the how to manage community. Uh, so I encourage you to go take a look at that at that episode as well. I think that's something where you, Mr. NFT, can can learn quite a few things. Uh, and also just to comment to your initial question, uh, I think what what uh, Lewis and Hatcher are saying that very likely the person who like hired you do not know the ins and outs of the role, and that's why they hired you. And it's not a bad thing, but they're definitely expecting this person whom you hired, which is you, to know more, much more about community management and moderating than than they do right so like it's for you to succeed you need to learn as much as you can about the role and um kind of try to do your best while while you do while you're doing it while you're kind of learning it uh and yet do try to ask them questions but you know do rely on yourself first and foremost um while kind of performing your duties okay hope that helps um let me promote more people to the um, pump, 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 pump to the speaker position. Uh, and there's some updates on, on the Pope claiming process because I'm sure there are going to be a lot of questions. People are going to be DMing us. Uh, basically, I think we reached the rate limit on Twitter, but do make sure that uh, you follow both DXL Twitter handle and us and then try claiming your Pope. Uh, if you didn't receive it right away, uh, we will try to email it to you uh, in a bit. Uh, and again, this is something experimental. We're still improving the claiming process. And, uh, you know, if you didn't manage to make it this time, uh, we will, uh, you know, there'll be a more Twitter Spaces sessions in the future. So stay tuned. All right, next up. Uh, Sylvester Wallet, something, something, wallet. <laughs> uh, Sylvester Solid Wallet. He's joining us. Uh, please unmute yourself, uh, make a quick introduction, and ask your question, sir. If there will be no questions, we will um, we will have to demote you. Is is it space lagging or is it is it just me? Um, Uh, I hear you perfectly fine. Interesting. Um, okay, so I guess Sylvester doesn't have a question, so we will either wait. All right, we have... Okay, let me see who else requested access. So we have some people with protected accounts. I'm sorry I cannot give Mike access to that. I want to see what you guys are all about. Um, I want all the coins in the end. Okay, that's at least interesting description. Um, I see crypto too. Hey, I see I got speaker. I'm not sure if you're speaking, but I can't hear you now. Like I was listening. Yeah. Uh, okay, there you go. Yeah, just, I hear you now. Yeah, perfect. Uh, make a quick intro about yourself and ask your question. Okay. Um, my crypto. Um, I'm pretty new to as far as like NFTs and uh, exploring devs 
of this part of this uh part of the cryptoverse. Um, I've been involved in DAOs for a minute. Um, a lot of DeFi centrified trading, but I'm looking to go to school to actually for something as far as blockchain learning. And where should I start? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, good question. I would say, uh, do you want to? Look, okay, so in in blockchain development, right? When you're talking about a D app, right? DAO or whatever. There's three basic three components, and there's the front end side, which is kind of the visualization part of things, and that's a lot of the effort actually goes into that, uh, the UI look of things, and then there's the middle layer part. We call that Web three. Web three kind of connects uh, the blockchain and the UI to kind of like connect and talk to one another, and then the third part is. The backend part, the blockchain part, where you actually have to know Solidity and whatever blockchain language, whether that's Rust or whatever. So you have three different uh, streams, right? Components. And usually when when you see full stack development or full stack or, uh, blockchain development, that basically means someone is basically very proficient in all three sides. So my recommendation uh, to you would be first, uh, uh, first to just start to learn from yourself. Everything is actually available on YouTube. I like, I know there are courses online, I'm sure, or there's university that might be providing that. Uh, my personal, you know, opinion, um, is I think they're just money grabs. I think the best thing you can do is learn on your own through a lot of uh, YouTube channels that are out there. Udemy courses are really good as well. Uh, but pick something that's really, uh, you know, um, that was created within this year, right? Or uh, late last year. And uh, start with um, start with some basics. You know, learn how to first create a Web two project using uh, using just React. Just React is just the UI part, just start there. Uh, once you get an idea of that, then move on to the backend part. And I think Ethereum, if you go to ethereum.org, there's a lot of like fun tutorials that you could do. There's, called, there's something called Crypto Zombies that basically walks you through all the different beginner stuff of Solidity. And once you learn that, then you can figure out the Web3 stuff. Again, there's, there's a lot of tutorials online that then you can find. All right. Um, I'm kind of familiar with um, HTML and a little bit of Java. So mm -hmm. I, my main, I guess my main question, the, the meat and potatoes was where should I start learning, which would give me the biggest leg up into the industry? As far okay. as it doesn't matter front end or back end or middle end. I have, I'm, yeah. not, I'm concerned because I'm pretty proficient as far as learning either section, okay. but I just want to know which the quickest way for me to onboard because mm -hmm. I, right mm -hmm. now I'm, I'm making an NFT, but I'm also trying to add utility and mm -hmm. I want to learn as I'm going so that I can have the skills already. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say start with React. If, if you know HTML and Java, uh, then, you know, learn JavaScript and then learn React. I think that's the fastest thing you can do to onboard yourself. And React UI developer, there's a bunch of roles. I'm sure that 
are available uh, because it's very in demand basically in crypto everyone using react uh, react or view uh, so you know research that start there that, that will be my, my two cents all right cool appreciate it yeah i had something to add um if you have a little bit of uh you know as you mentioned java and and uh, HTML background, right? You want to kind of figure out whether you're uh, kind of really excited about front end. And in this case, definitely like uh, React JS is the way to go, uh, learning front end. Uh, you will definitely get to use uh, JavaScript and, and TypeScript for majority of uh, building front ends and you know, some of the back end infrastructure. But I would say majority of companies, like, they do not need, uh, I mean, it really depends on the, on the company. Uh, but in terms of learning on-chain development, uh, then you need to figure out which chain you want to be building for. Uh, if, if it is an EVM-compatible chain like Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain, Avalanche, uh, whatever, uh, Polygon, etc., you definitely going to be learning Solidity. Uh, I would agree that a lot of courses out there are mining grabs, but I think there are more and more uh, like much higher quality uh, content. Uh, that is being put together in a course that you um, can learn, right? Uh, I think like I, I personally know guys from um, Eat the Blocks, Julian. So he's pretty good. Uh, I haven't done personally any of his courses, uh, but uh, I've watched a lot of his tutorial videos and you can get a lot out of them just by watching them for free on YouTube. Um, and the same thing with Patrick, I forgot his last name, but the guy who works for Chainlink, he does amazing um, YouTube tutorials on how to build you know, ERC-20, ERC-721, and I think that will get you started uh, and it will get you quite far. Um, what else, what else? I think DAP University, I'm not sure if they're still doing uh, kind of co-programming courses or not, uh, and I cannot really, you know, uh, I haven't used them myself, but uh, they're pretty, they've been around for quite some time in the industry and they're not, uh, they're not scamming. They've been in the industry for, for quite some time. And I think another thing that I wanted just to like say for a lot of people out there who are looking for engineering positions and they're thinking, how can they break in as an engineer? You know, there's so much open source out there. Every single project would have an open source repo. And if the project doesn't have a GitHub profile with some open source, uh, you know, repos, you shouldn't be trusting them. You shouldn't be using them in the first place. And uh, so the best way to get noticed and to learn is just to clone a repo, try to run it, uh, try to understand how it works, uh, make some modifications. And once you're ready and you feel you can like want to contribute, or you want to get noticed by the team, just send a PR request or like maybe make some comments or create an issue, be valuable, be useful. And as a developer, it's very easy to show that value just by, you know, making a PR request, uh, contributing some, you know, anywhere from fixing a typo somewhere in, in the front end code, all the way to, I don't know, fixing a bug or creating a new feature or writing unit tests. Writing unit tests is super important. And a lot of people do not want to do that. So as a part of learning process, I think writing unit tests is super uh, grad learning experience. Um, yeah, I think hopefully th this is useful. If if Hash wanted to comment anything there, no, it's definitely oh, useful. Like, I'm gonna DM you because a lot of what you said you broke up a lot, but there was a lot of information that I was getting from you that it's it was extremely useful. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks so much. Uh, yeah, uh, please please don't DM me. Well, I think our DMs right now breaking up. Uh, people asking for Pope, um, but uh, we the, these uh, sessions are recorded. You can both listen to them on Twitter, and you can also look for Work in Crypto uh, podcast on your favorite podcasting app. We are on Apple Podcasts, Android, 
whatever they call Google Podcasts on Spotify, etc. Uh, and you can just look it up and we will have this session and other sessions uh, available there where you can listen and you can just, you know, scroll all the way to this specific section and like re-listen the snippet uh, with advice. Um, yep, I hope this is useful. We're going to be adding more people to ask questions. Again, small update on, on Pope. I see a lot of people trying to claim it and people are complaining on, on Twitter, uh, which is reasonably so. I think we reached a uh, rate limit with with Twitter API, <laughs> which is giving all the issues right now, but we'll do our best to, we still have like a log of, of, of uh, people who reached out for us. So we'll try to get back to you guys. So please be patient and make sure to follow both uh, DXL on Twitter, uh, as well as Crypto Jobs List, because following both of these accounts will increase your chances of getting Pope. And again, if you don't get it, don't be super upset. There will be future uh, Twitter spaces. All right. Who was up next? I think, to my honest memory, that was Mr. Obama. Um, I'll add you as a speaker. Make sure to make a very quick brief intro and ask your question clear and concise. Uh, I think one of my advice with Twitter spaces to increase your chances of getting, you know, speaker access is to have a good handle. So like don't have numbers in your inter handle name because that's usually screams that, okay, this account was recently created or I don't feel a lot of people, it screams that it's like a low quality account, but we'll take a leap of faith this time. And hopefully the question will be good. There we go. Hello. Yeah, good afternoon, Obama. Yeah, I, I'm really impacted what the your guest said and how to come in on board. I worked formerly with a coin. I was one of their group moderator. It was really helpful and the project went well, but for now we just put a hold on the project due to some of the financial partnership we're looking for. So, like, I want to tell, like, for what Mr. Hash said, if there's any role, just the way he said, ambassador role and moderator, like, I don't even know the name of his, this thing on Telegram. If you can really emphasize on that more, maybe even though for volunteer purpose, I can still come in and learn more because I think it's more personal development than going for the financial aspect for a moderator role for me. So if there's any role I can play for him in his coming project, I think I'm available if willing to let in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, we will, uh, I think after this, we will do a tweet regarding the ambassador program. Uh, we do have something already in Medium, where, and then we try to collect people who are interested in just helping different projects out, and then uh, we try to connect them. Uh, so there's a link, there's a process, there's a form. We have over, I think, 200 people that filled out the form and applied. And then, um, you know, um, we will do that again sometime uh, next week or so. Uh, and then it's just, you just have to wait basically until we kind of uh, match you with someone. Uh, because we send this out, this list out to anyone who's launched on our platform, and then they can, they can basically contact you uh, if they need, uh, if they need involvement. Okay. 
Just yeah, why so just follow us on DXAO and then just uh, wait for the tweet regarding the ambassador program and then you have your leads on there. Okay, no problem. Thank you very much. I'll be waiting for the tweet. Then I go. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Obama. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, I'll mute you, Obama, for now. Uh, we have Anjali add as a speaker. Ambassador. Uh, and I'll be also removing previous uh, people who ask questions. If you have a full another question, please make sure to raise your head again if you have another interesting question. But for now, I'll be removing you because Twitter has a limit on number of speakers that are, can be active at any given point in time. So I'll be at, at removing you guys. Thanks so much. All right. Uh, Anjali, please introduce yourself. Ask a question. Yeah. Hi, Roman. Hi, Hash. Uh, thank you so much for such informative space. And uh, my question is uh, regarding community uh, management. You know, when uh, like uh, uh, in the early stages of any project, like how can we help uh, in uh, the project to grow their community as uh, Hash is a launchpad? Like uh, before uh, any project launch, like as a community manager, uh, what are the things where we can focus on? Mm -hmm. Great question. Um... From my experience, uh, a lot of like project owners, they try to really fake it, uh, fake their numbers on their community. Uh, so I think community manager, what they need to do is a lot of like um, building a building an organic community and have a target number uh, for that, um, and figure out what are some of the things that you can do for free uh, to increase your community member count organically. And this could be joining other communities and having a an organic conversation uh, and, and trying to basically funnel them in, you know. Uh, so I think that's what a lot of, I think that's what separates the good community managers uh, from great community managers is, uh, you know, um, a typical community manager would just focus on their own telegram and answer questions when they come. They wouldn't really create an atmosphere and they wouldn't go to other channels and basically be passionate about the project because the project should be solving a problem. So you should be very passionate about it and, and you know, discuss it time to time, not shill it, you know, in, in that sense and try to organically grow the community. It would take a lot, it would take a long, a longer time, but it would, it, it, it would uh, create like a foundational, um, really strong foundation for the project basically. Uh, and that's something you want in the beginning. You want people who are very passionate about the project. All right, thank you. Thank you for the answer. I really appreciate Thank you, great question. All right, next up, okay, Paula. All right, okay, Paula, please make a quick introduction of yourself and ask your question. Hello. 
Hi, everyone. Thanks for this. Hello, hello. We can hear you. All right. Thanks for this opportunity. You know, I'm just new in this um, crypto space, but, you know, before I came in here, I've been seeing opportunities. You know, I've seen um, people talk about how they've made it through the crypto space as developers, you know, learning new skills, and there are a lot of opportunities for newbies like us. You know, I'm just new in this space, and and... I was just, I just, it's just a question I want to ask, and this is a question. You know, I work, I have my own company, I, I do my business outside crypto space, but how, how can I manage the crypto space and my personal business outside the crypto space? Hello? Uh, could you please repeat the question? Maybe like paraphrase it in different ways? I didn't fully all right, understand. All right, all right, all right. I, I actually want to get involved in this crypto space, you know, become a developer, you know, learn a skill, a unique skill that would serve me in the long run as well. And I have, I have a company outside the crypto space. It's just a basic business company outside, you know, a company outside the crypto space. Now, my question is, how can I manage my time in learning these new skills of developing my skills in crypto and still manage my business my company outside the crypto space how can i manage my time in serving these two places louis i think this question is like meant for you <laughs> okay i got it thank you oh, I, hope, I, hope, um, I hope i hope you understood my question yeah yeah perfectly oh, um okay if, if okay. I'll, I'll, I'll share a little bit of my background as well so i can give you an example as best as i can or right, apply to myself and i hope that it helps thank you very much um i i have a day job where i run two companies okay um i have my own property management business i i manage a couple of homes where i live okay for people that use this place as a vacation place okay um, and I have a small business where I bring in cashews and honey from oh, the mainland nice. and I resell it here. I, I live on an island, right. by the way. Nice. Um, and I am in work and I am involved with DX. Um, okay. So it's a lot of, and I, and I have, and I have two children and one more on the way. Um, so it's a lot of things to balance. Um, the best thing that you can do if, if you have your, your own business, like you say, and you want to um, get into this other one, yes, find someone whom you can delegate things to. Um, and that's, that's, that's going to free up a little bit of your time in the day, and you can start educating yourself in the crypto world and the, in the spaces you're lacking. Um, because if you do not find someone to delegate things to, yes. you're just going to find yourself taken away from the time that you can either spend with your family eating sleeping or you know from your business yes um and you have to balance both things because while you start earning in crypto you still need your income from your business yes definitely. and you can't allow that you can't allow that income or, or that uh, revenue stream to go down you know um you actually want to increase it right yes um and you want to also increase a revenue stream from crypto so you can you know double dip yes um but the only thing is delegating some of the functions from your work to somebody else and that's going to be a, a tricky part because uh, delegating things sometimes when they have to handle money um, is sensitive so you're going to have to find someone hopefully you can have access to a good talent pool um you know find someone that you can delegate your job to 
and free yourself up so that you can educate yourself in crypto. Basically, what you need to do there is create time. Create time. Um, oh, yeah, time. basically, because I don't know if you have a family, but you do not want to create time by taking it away from your family. Yes. Um, and I and I have to emphasize that. I I, I truly have to emphasize that. Um, we actually get into crypto to have more time with the family, right? Yes. Yes, you're right. Um, so de de delegate, delegate work, um, delegate responsibilities so that you can give yourself time to educate yourself. All right. All right. Thanks for the, thanks for the answer. Really like the last one. Word. All right. Really good. I, ju I just, really I just sent you a friend request so as well. We could talk more. Katracho. Yes, man. Good. Uh, for, for sure, we'll talk more. <laughs> All right, well, thanks. Everybody. Give me a follow, and we'll be in touch. All right, thank you very much. Bye. Bye. That's some solid life advice. Thank you, man. Yeah, I, I tried to apply that to myself. Uh, I went to a time where I, I, I got had so many things to do, um, where I literally would be up at ten, eleven, and not spend time with my with my child. Um, not see my, you know, my partner. Um, so it, it, it took me a while to realize that it was not right. Um, so I had to start delegating more things at work. Um, I had to start, for example, really um, teaching as much of what I know to my to the managers, so that they can also have more responsibilities. They grow, and at the same time, they can teach their subordinate things, so that it can free them up, so that I can give them work so that they can free me up so that I can do other work. So it's a chain that goes on and goes on. Uh, the more you delegate others, the more you allow them to grow and the easier it is for everybody in the end. Um, a, a team, a good team needs to be um, multidisciplinary. I, 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 I'm not sure if that's a word, but that, that's what I say, um, you know, in order to function better. Well, I'm done with that segment. <laughs> 100%. Um, right, Mohammed, uh, ask a question. Please make a brief intro about yourself as well. Uh, Mohammed, make sure to unmute yourself as well. Uh, bottom left, there is a mic button. If you don't have a question, we will remove you from speakers. And we have a Mr. Uh, Mr. NFT with the next step question. Right, no questions from Mohamed, but Mr. NFT, I think you have another question. Is that so? Uh, thank you. Thank you very much uh, for allow, allowing me again. I have a very simple question. Sir, uh, I want to know what uh, are the basic qualities are the project manager must have to accomplish max number of jobs he can get in field? Sorry, could you repeat that one again? Uh, my question is uh, here is, what are the best qualities he ha must have as a manager of community or mode or admin to get more and more jobs? Because uh, when I start, uh, right. I request it and I have waited six months for as a mode job. After that, uh, I start getting jobs more and more, more and more. 
and uh, around my 18 hours per day i am spending online in working but uh, whenever i see and ask uh, from my seniors they simply say you just did your job and i am confused right now what i am doing because i am just uh, spending more and more time i want to understand myself yeah i think um uh, if you if you from understanding it correctly um you i think you mentioning your employer also isn't too sure about what he's looking for right um so maybe you can put yourself in his shoes and try to figure it out how you can grow up the community at the end of the day the community moderator position is about uh, growing maintaining and creating a vibrant community um so you know put that in three columns and then figure out what actions you can do to maintain the current community you have to grow the current community you have this could be you know maybe proposing a marketing plan and this could be going out to other channels and speaking about the project and also like uh, maybe at at the end of the month just give like a brief high level report to uh, to the project owner of you know what what are the some of the steps you're doing in each of those categories maybe that would help sir i have a three different bosses and all i get from them is simple and the word of appreciation what they said you give most of your time online when we need it but uh, i sometimes feels i am giving time and not growing much as a, a skillful person i see so i think i think we so louis i'll give it to you uh, once i finish um just going to say that maybe as you're doing your current job you learn uh, additional things uh, whether that's in graphic design or development and then try to grow yourself in in that way maybe you reached a certain level of skill and proficiency in in your current role and now it's just a matter of figuring out you know who you are like you said and the only person who can answer that is really you and then figuring out what's uh, uh what's the next next thing you want to do you know so learning new learning new things that might not be related to your role could be be interesting as well louis i think you had something in your mind yes um but you actually said it yes you said it very well um if okay. you want to if you reach the peak of the learning curve in you know what you're doing you need to yourself take the leap into something else because it's going to be difficult for some if if your team doesn't need someone in a different position it's going to be difficult for you to grow into a new position or if your team needs some, has an opening but it's not in your skill set then you also won't be given that chance right so the first thing is if you want to grow into a, a different skill set you need to educate yourself in it and then start with small roles and sorry about the background noise my son just woke up um but start yourself educating yourself into a new role and you're you're going to get it 
but it's going. It, it takes. You have to take the first step, amigo. Educate yourself, and then you can launch it. Uh, thank you very much for your advice, sir. I will uh, listen again this session and try to learn what you try to teach me. Thank you very much. Thanks for the question. Thank you for the question. All right. Um, we have Sylvester again. I think I'm not sure if Sylvester asked, managed to ask the question previous time. I'm super multitasking, I'm trying to fix the uh, failing thing. So everyone, please be patient. But please think of questions. We still have time. Uh, hope that um, I hope that both Hash and Lewis still have energy. How do you guys? How do you guys? How are you guys feeling? Do you still have like ten minutes, fifteen minutes? Yeah, I would say ten, fifteen. That's good. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, we're right. rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Are uh, excuse me, sir. Excuse yes. me, sir. We cannot claim pop. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can't no, yeah, thanks so much. I'm aware of this. I'm trying to fix it. The problem is with Pope, uh, sorry, with Twitter API, they have rate limits. A lot of people are trying to claim it right now. And uh, I'm just like introducing caching and actually deploying it right away. Uh, but uh, again, as I mentioned, uh, please try again. I think we'll, the fix should be on the way. Uh, and again, worst case scenario, there will be next. Um, Twitter space where you'll be able to do it, but I'll try to my best after the session to uh, send everyone the link to their email. Hopefully, um, thanks so much for the patience with this. We're doing our best here. All right, uh, let's do the question uh, from Sylvester. All right, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, all right, that's good. My my question is this: you know. When people, when one come into um, development, maybe either going towards um, Web3 development. So there's at some point at the early stage, you need like an um, internship or so to say, to advance um, your training and experience before going into, before being a junior developer. So is there room for, for internships working in Web3 companies, for example, Hash? If you, if you do hire for internship for maybe upcoming de developers, upcoming web developers. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I did not understand that question too well. Do it, did you get that or, or Ramen? I think the question is about internships uh, and internship opportunities in this space. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. I should repeat. One of the best ways to start, um, if, if that's what you're looking for, is to find a project that you like, you know, a crypto project that you're interested in, and you as a volunteer start to actively be part of the community. Yeah, I think the best thing to do is is to actively get involved in the community, provide suggestions, build that, you know, reputation rapport within the community. And you know, the developers and the owners, they're even the moderators, they know, they see it. Uh, so they're watching, even though you may not think they are. So, so I think when you showcase that, um, it can go a long way.
yeah and 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 then and then eventually you can always ask hey what if you hired me for probation and you know uh, you don't have to pay me anything just uh, you know give me an opportunity you know so I, I don't see why anyone would say no to that after you kind of established uh, you know interest in the community by actually answering questions or doing anything like that yeah my comments would be that you know try to find what the company is what they need help with and pretty much every single company out there in crypto space they need help with engineering building things designing things promoting things making memes and you don't even have to like ask permission to start helping with those things you just like you see the project you you try your first attempt right like design a meme that is funny that is relevant to the project or design five or ten of them and see which of them get the best reactions so i think that's the benchmark for memes like which one people actually laugh off and share that is a you know that is a quality meme uh if if a meme gets one like that is not a quality meme so that's an approach if you're engineering make sure to you know uh build things and something actually works and i think with with engineering i think it's the value uh, is is much easier to judge, uh, or at least people kind of probably usually self-select, and the barrier of entry is a bit higher. Um, but yeah, just you know, go into the Discord, go at, at the at the Twitter, and see what the project is lacking. What can you contribute? How can you uh, deliver your core skill set to to the project and help them uh, help them be a better project, right? And that's how you learn more as you go as well. Um, Hopefully that helps. So, like for example, I think hash. Like, what are the some like low hanging fruits that you guys have? Like very specific tasks that, for example, you would love someone to take care of within DX that anyone can just like you know jump on and start start contributing without like you approving them upfront. Is there any examples of that? Yeah, I think you mentioned uh, like a lot of things that you said, uh, you know, light bulbs in my head came on, like memes, stickers, uh, any way to kind of uh, showcase like, uh, you know, funniness, you know, that's part of, uh, like I said, maintaining a community, right? Maintaining community, a community doesn't, you know, people would stay longer if there was something fun to talk about all the time. You know, whether that's recent price action or something happened, uh, you know, globally uh, or or anything like that. And just memes is a great way in crypto to do yeah. that. I will I will like give examples from 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 our own project from crypto jobs, for example. Right. So uh, anyway, everyone's welcome to join Discord and, you know, maintain a good conversation, quality conversation in Discord, like on topic, on on topic of the channel that you're talking in. And if you haven't seen people talking there for quite a long time, just, you know, start a conversation, make sure that it's civil and organized and engaging and interesting. Um, that's an example. Or UI design, you see something of your in design, there are a lot of people who are designers and listening, you know, see what can be improved on the website and just actually mock it up, drop a screenshot and in Discord, you will be noticed. And like, if your work is good, the community, uh, like the founders of the project, they will notice you and they will ask you to do more. And eventually they will like start paying you if, you, if, your, if your work is actually worthwhile and, and worth it. Um, and um, okay, that's example. I'm just thinking of what are the other examples of 
uh, work or categories of work. I think another one would be like content, right? Content writing. Uh, if you want to write an article, do that. Make sure it's a quality article. Make sure it's like on point with the project. And uh, that's another way to contribute every single project out there. They want better documentation, better articles, news pieces. Um, again, memes. I think I talked about memes previously. Engineering, I think it's also should be rather clear. You know, make sure you're a good engineer to begin with, and then you just start contributing to the to the project. Find the GitHub of that project and start contributing to it. Make a pull request. Um, is there any categories of work that I didn't touch on? I think with legal, it gets a bit much harder. Um, I think what else is there? Stra strategy level, I think that's more advanced. It's very hard to get a strategy level uh, position through Discord. You need to really stand out or grow into that position. Yeah, I think you guys covered pretty much everything. Um, you know, just a way to help would be as simple as answering questions, like you were saying. Um, we have, for example, in, in the X, a lot of pre-programmed answers in a Rosebot. So community members, a lot of times when um, a moderator isn't around, a community member will just answer back a question with the note to the help bot, and boop, um, the person asking will get, you know, a very detailed answer that's already pre-programmed and that's something anybody can do. You don't need any administrative privileges. Uh, so becoming part of a community and expressing interest can be something as simple as that. Cool, uh, any more questions? Questions, questions, comments? If we will not get a, a new hand or a new question within the next few minutes, we'll be we'll be wrapping up. Uh, maybe it is time to start wrapping up, so I can finally actually focus on on fixing the the bulk claiming thing. Uh, all right, no no more hands. All right, triggered Indian. Good good timing, Mr. Ash. Good timing. Okay, last question from Mr. Ash, and uh, we have Ash and Hash now. So. <laughs> All right, suddenly everyone, everyone's joining. Hey, Robert. Hey, um, everybody. Good evening. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, allowing me to speak. So I would like to add another point to your last statement. You know, it's like DGENs are a must and should for every community. Like, I'm a DGEN. I'm a CGL DGEN. Like, I'm just, I, I, I literally can't keep my mouth shut. I, I literally meme. I, I, my <laughs> boss is fed up of me, and he can't remove me because I'm so lovable. Right, you have these <laughs> complications, complicated relationships. <laughs> yeah, but uh, exactly. you, you know, you should be likable to the community first. Like, I never asked Raman sir before I started memeing for Crypto Jocelyn. I just found out that oh, Crypto Jocelyn also likes to trash LinkedIn. So I was like, yeah, this aligns with my goal perfectly. I am now memeing or working for purpose. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so that triggered me. And I was like, oh my God, I found my sole purpose in life. Right. And now every day, that's right center. I just do it. So now, I, you know, this is my experience of, you know, working for Crypto Jocelyn. And I, I just tell this to everybody. Think of that project as your own. You know, like, like how, would it, how would you treat that project if it was your own? And then you can see the magic happening. 
<laughs> yep, that's it, sir. Thank you so much, and thank you all for <laughs> just just wanted to clarify so no one gets offended that we don't really like to trash LinkedIn, but uh, I guess it's it's a memeable subject, uh, LinkedIn versus uh, crypto jobs list. <laughs> I, I I approve that message. Yeah, I just want to say like uh, I know exactly the type of person you were, and we love those type of folks because Chong is, you know, he's very much like that. He's a he's a guy who has a lot of ideas, and he doesn't stop talking. But I love him, you know. So, so so yeah, that, <laughs> I can relate. Uh, thank <laughs> thanks so much, Ash. Thanks for uh, staying around always and joining Twitter Spaces and talking about memes. Um, thank you. A lot of love. Uh, okay, let let me give access to... Oh, maybe did that person drop out? I think the person dropped out. Uh, oh, no. Uh, Donna. Uh, Donna, please uh, unmute yourself, uh, introduce yourself quickly, and ask a question. And I think you'll be the last speaker for today, the last person to ask a question today. Well, thanks, guys. Hey, listen, I was just wondering, how do you engage more females to get in the uh, community to come up and chat more or talk more? Is that is that a question for for DX or for for this Twitter space overall? Um, I I just seem it be for. Overall, I'm I'm not 100 sure. Whoever could answer the question would be great. Sure. Um, Ash, do you want to go first, or shall I comment, or or Louis, go first? Yeah. Um, we're very we're very inclusive with everybody. We don't really have a way of specifically reaching out to males or or females. Um, our community is a whole, and we've had partners, for example, who third partners who are ladies, who are gentlemen. Um, we have parts of our team members who are ladies. Um, we've worked with female devs as well. So anybody is welcome to use our application or to be part of our community and engage, engage in conversations. Um, we, we consider our community as a whole, to be honest with you. So I, I don't think we have specific um, ways of reaching out to the ladies in the community because they're they are the community. They are part of the community. Um, I, I think that's the best answer that I can give you and, and the, the most honest answer. Um, everyone, you know, is the X. The X is everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can just add, um, like, at least on behalf of Crypto Jobs, it's like we're, we're super welcoming of everyone, regardless where they're at, uh, regardless of gender. Uh, just, you know, come over and engage with us. Um, I think like in the previous Twitter space, I think that was two weeks ago, we had a grad conversation with a lot of women from NFT space. It seems that NFT space really attracts a lot of, uh, females, which is amazing. Uh, we had like NFT Gaga and a few, I think Seka, I do not, I do not know how to pronounce her Twitter handle, uh, but yeah, we had like an amazing conversation. Um, and, uh, but yeah, tell us how can we make this space even more like maybe inclusive or welcoming or do we need to do more like proactive outreach? Uh, I would love to personally hear more, more voices um, as mm -hmm. diverse as possible. Yeah. I think I'm big on inclusivity. Like I, like I mentioned, I try to find people at different time zone and different cultures because uh, you know, you know, the place I grew up has a lot of that. So I grew up with, 
you know, some Spanish folks, uh, some Caribbean folks, and uh, some Asians. Uh, so, like, I, I, I know what it, what it brings to a team when you have a cross-cultural uh, people with different, uh, different ideas, and and I think uh, because of that, we hire very inclusively as well, and uh, in, in a diversified way. That's great, guys. Thanks for that. Awesome. Thanks so much for the question. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, our pleasure. Hope, hope we've managed to answer that clearly. Awesome. Uh, yeah, please, jo please keep joining our spaces. Uh, mm -hmm. We'd love to. Uh, by the way, uh, are you working in a crypto space or what's your, how do you engage in the industry? Um, Donna? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, so I'm a social advocate for uh, a Sona platform, but I also work in real life as an educator for adult learning uh, centres. And I teach finance and literacy. Awesome. Mm, amazing. Um, we would love to hear your take on it. Um, if you ever want to continue the conversation, you're welcome to, um, you know, chat with us on, on, on here on Twitter or to join our Telegram community. And it's a subject that it'd be amazing. Maybe we have more um, people in the community who would also join that conversation. So you're welcome to educate us as well anytime you, you would like. Thanks. Awesome. I'll um, reach out. Um, can I get the Telegram group? Or is it LinkedIn somewhere? I think DX is, I mean, I guess you guys DX, are you on uh, on Telegram or on uh, Discord? I'm not sure if you guys are on LinkedIn, though. Both, both. Um, we have our DX here um, profile, so you can always um, follow the links from the DX profile here on, on Twitter. Same with us with crypto jobs, is we have a like link tree in the account. So just we have like a link to our LinkedIn, Discord. We're trying to move away from uh, Telegram, I think, because Telegram gets a bit too messy. Um, yeah, hope that helps. Yeah, we're trying to do the same. <laughs> <laughs> or, well, rather, we're trying to grow into Discord. <laughs> yeah. No, it sounds fantastic. I'll jump on and have a look. Awesome. Thanks so much, Donna. Right, as, more, as promised, I think this is going to be, Donna was our last speaker, uh, ask, person to ask a question. Uh, unfortunately, I will not be able to uh, get questions from the other people who requested the mic access. It's been the entire two hours, and DX team being super gracious with their time and giving answers. And I think this, this space turned out really well. I think we covered a lot of ground with a lot of questions. Um, how do you guys feel? Thanks so much for, for joining us. Do you have any closing words to say? Uh, yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you for having us, Ramin. Uh, and, you know, I hope everyone does uh, join and listen in. You guys have, uh, you know, you guys are on a new journey, basically. You know, I think crypto is a very interesting space to be in. And I hope that, uh, you know, we've helped you guys in your journey in some way. Yeah, make sure to... Uh go apply to positions at DX. I think they're an exciting team. They know what they're doing. And it sounds like they have some sort of values. 
Um, I've uh, added their uh, link to their company page in, in our Twitter thread uh, here. So um, um, yeah. Uh, so and hopefully, and again, uh, another thing is uh, we export these sessions into into our podcast, which is called uh, Work in Crypto. Uh, so go to your favorite app, a podcasting app, and uh, find it and listen to it. We will upload this episode as well. Uh, when uh, when it will become available, it should be like maybe within a few hours or maximum to a day or so, <laughs> and I'll need to go back to fixing Pope claiming process. Uh. All right, thank you very much, everybody. <laughs>